Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, team. Welcome back to episode 51 of the Quick Resume podcast. Over here in this corner, we talk about Xbox news. We talk about gaming news. And we've been doing this for a while now. That's my best bud over there. That's Tim. Hello. <laughs> and I'm Deck. if you haven't been here before. If you have, nice to see you again. Um, Tim, I want to ask you something. And I know we just like touched on this at the top like before we started to hit the record button. But mm-hmm. I wanted to actually get into it. Um, how do you feel about like real life shopping these days? Real life shopping? Yeah, um, you know, like real life shopping. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, are, are we are we defining this? Are we going to categorize it? Like, are we, we talking can food shopping? Or are we talking specifically like cosmetic shopping? Oh shit! I mean, are they different? Like, yeah, to you? I feel like I feel like if you're going out like shopping for clothes or like, yeah, basically that sort of thing, it's different than food shopping. Food shopping is like a necessity, mm-hmm. but I haven't been like out shopping like cosmetically in a long ass time, dude. Like, if I want clothes or anything like that, I just order them online. But like it's been a while right. since I've just gone to, like, a big mall and just gone into shops and bought shoes and clothes and all that kind of stuff. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I guess, I, based on the fact I haven't done it, my view on it is not great, I guess. It's very... It's I guess it's just against my nature these days. Would you health. ever choose to? Yeah, sure. Would you ever, I feel like it yeah? could be a fun day out with mates or a significant other you know but no i can't imagine it being like that fun but yeah if you tie in like lunch to it and you know all that sort of stuff I'm like, <laughs> if right. you plan three meals in advance exactly yeah rations <laughs> with mean, you that exactly that's my problem like every time every time i like go into a real a real life shop a big old real life shop like to do big shopping big boy shopping mm-hmm. i i'm like this is fine and an hour goes past and i'm like this is fine <laughs> And then, and then something happens on the sixty-first minute, and my legs like, <laughs> like seize up, and I like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm like I'm proper like Samwise, yeah. Like go on, would help me. Sounds like you got a stamina issue, man. So you need to get. I don't know what it is. I don't think I have a stamina issue, but I have a real shopping stamina issue. <laughs> like I just, I yeah, I my I go from like interested to like. I could. I want to be anywhere else that's not here. <laughs> like, I feel like I. I can definitely sympathise with that. I've definitely had that before. But like, I feel like it helps. Like at this point in the first hour, did you did you purchase anything? Because I feel like if you're actually flying from shop to shop and you're buying bits and stuff like that, that helps. But if you if you're not if you're not going anywhere and it's kind of been like a, wet, a bit of waste of a time so far, then yeah. Well. You, can start to lose the will to live that's what i mean like because for me it, like a, a lot of people like it's like a recreational thing isn't it it's like go out yeah. and like just like window shop for me like i can't think of anything fucking worse like yeah i'd have to go if I, i'm go- I, I want to go from a to b to c and i want to get out 
and I can have like a reasonable time doing that, but like like zigzagging up the aisles, like <laughs> hit me over the head with a sledgehammer. Yeah, it's just <laughs> chaos. Yeah, I I I'm, I think I'm in the same camp as you. I'd have to have like a plan in mind just to be like, we're going here for like a specific thing, and if we find other shit along the way, then fantastic. But like, let's just not just yeah just wander around with no goal in mind yeah right i agree I, I, yeah. but it makes so much more sense because it always makes me feel guilty that i don't like i hate it so much because like ordering shit i'm just like environmentally conscious that i'm like if i order it and it's not the right size or it doesn't feel right and i have mm. to send it back it's like oh that's so much more mileage than the clothes need to have um yeah. and you know that but i just like man so anyway yeah because i did this for a long time on saturday and it honestly it wasn't that bad but usually i'm like hopping hopping from like coffee to coffee just to like try and shake my way from from shop to shop <laughs> jesus yeah, yeah no i can I'm, I'm totally i'm totally there with you man i'm totally there with you well i'm, I'm glad to hear because it, it was really bothering me like i thought yeah. I thought I was a freak. You just needed to um, get out of your system for the podcast. I did. I I, I really it. did. I really did. But it was a big success, and I and I feel that that's the most important thing. Nothing worse than coming away exhausted and like with no fucking further clue of what you want out of this world. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's talk. Let's talk game, shall we? Um, uh huh. Let's do it. How, how have we been? How's the how's the game brain been? Yeah, the game brain has actually been uh, a. <laughs> It's actually been in what? What's a good gear? I guess like third gear this week. That's Ooh, a nice fast third gear. gear. So you're like, you yeah, you're you like some revs. I'm speeding you're up. You're cruising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, third gear is the yeah. You know, we're not going to talk about cars. It's a game podcast. But yeah, um, <laughs> I've been yeah. I've I've started a couple new games this week. Um, I started uh, Life is Strange: True Colors, which recently came to Games Pass. Um, admittedly. I haven't really played many Life is Strange. I think I played the first one a little bit, maybe to completion, but I can't remember, um, even if I did. Um, still not sure if it's my sort of vibe. It is quite fun, but it's it's very slow starting. Um, and, you know, I've had one tense situation, which has, you know, resulted in, like, oh, what's going to happen next sort of thing. So I think it's going to get a little bit more spicy from this point. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, that's still kind of new to me. But I thought, hey, I'd just try it out. I was just like lying down, just like chilling. And I was just like, this is the sort of game you can just play. You know, you don't need to sit up. You don't need to focus, that sort of thing. Um, so I started that and that's been a little bit fun. Um, and I also started Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, mm. Which which has I, impressed you. Yeah, which has impressed me uh, a lot more than I thought it was. I mean, we talked about it previously on the pod- on the podcast. And um, I think we both agreed it looked pretty decent uh, overall. You know, re- reviews were good as well. It, it, it undersold because of Avengers. God, God rest its soul. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 really good, man. Um, I've been playing it, and I think the the writing is pretty good. With those sort of games, it could be really hit and miss because when they try to be too funny, sometimes it could be a bit cringe. Um, yeah, and you do get those moments sometimes, mm. but I think for the most part it's actually quite quite well done um mm. and it has this quite neat mechanic that when all the characters are like talking in game and you're like running around and they're all having like banter between each other like a little prompt pops up for you to like press x or something and then it gives you like three options to like 
you know, you can like side with like Rocket or side with Groot or say something witty. You can like stir the pot and like make the argument even worse, sort of thing. And I think it just adds like the charm of the whole like Guardians of the Galaxy thing. Um, yeah, which is quite neat. And then obviously the experience is different because you might pick a different dialogue option to me that would make you chuckle. That, and I'm just like, oh, you know, like, I mean, it doesn't affect the story. It's just something to do while you're running around, which I thought was quite yeah. a nice touch. Um, and the combat's decent. I was, I was, I was quite, I was quite impressed with it. Um, it's quite cool. It's all like, um, it reminded me of something, but I can't remember what it was. But was it like hack and slashy? Is it? Not well. I mean, you're, you play a Star Lord um, as the main character, so yeah. it's you, you got your shooty shooties, um, you got your guns and stuff, um, and okay. then each character can have like four equipable like abilities and special moves, and right. it's like you press like a button, and it like brings up like a grid for all the characters like Gabora, Groot, Drax, and Rocket, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they've each got like unique moves and special moves that you can use. To just be like, hey, you do that to that enemy, you know, and you can like synergize and do all it's that. It's an assist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's like assist from like Dragon Ball Fighters, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but like just weaved into the gameplay, and they all do different things. Like Drax staggers things that can so they can take more damage. Gamora's just like pure DPS. Um, rockets like splash damage, like with rocket launchers and stuff like that. Uh, and it's all it's all quite neat how it all ties in. I think. Um, mm-hmm. And I quite enjoyed yeah. it. And obviously, I only have like one ability per character at the moment. I think they can all have up to four. So you can have like, you know, maths. You can have like sixteen different moves to choose from on the fly while you're fighting, and then you get four as well. So you got like twenty moves to just mm-hmm. adapt to whatever scenario you're in. Um, and yeah, it's neat, and it looks good. Cool. Looks really. Good. Yeah, I was gonna say it looks pretty gorgeous, isn't it? From what I've seen. Yeah, yeah, it's really pretty. And the one thing I can definitely say from it is like you jump from environment to environment like quite a lot and they're so vastly different like the first planet you start on is like just like pure red there's like jelly crystals everywhere and all that sort of thing and then the next jelly crystals yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) and then the next planet's like this kind of green yellowy like planet with like loads of rain and storms and lightning strikes and you have to like hide behind plants so the wind doesn't blow you away and stuff like that and it's just like mm. really vastly different um yeah. which is nice because it just you know it's just different things to fight and mm. and look at while you're playing you know so starfield yeah dude i mean i tell you what starfield did pop into my head a little bit while i was playing that game i was just like you know if starfields can even be like it's going to improve on this then great you know like there's nothing better than playing for like in a certain area for like an hour and a half and then the cutscene happens you get in your ship you fly somewhere and you're just somewhere completely different like everything just looks different acts different and it's just it really freshens up just the whole game gameplay loop so much definitely um elden ring was good at that that. obviously you go to each area like oh my god (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, each area almost feels like a, a new game in, in in Elder Ring. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was I was quite impressed with that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm probably like, yeah, maybe like five hours in, maybe. Um, so I played it for a decent amount of time, and I'm pleasantly impressed. I'd give it like a solid like eight, eight and a half right now. Um, so yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, sounds really good, man. Yeah, I'm um, I'm excited to try that. It's, it's... It's right at the top of my backlog up there with Tunic, probably. Um, 
that, that I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet that game gets some sort of expansion or DLC. Um, maybe Square Enix will just forego it and make a sequel. I know Square Enix have been like, oh, it underperformed because they say that about yeah. every everything that they squeeze out of their poor dev teams. Um, but I feel like someone must be looking at the popularity and the numbers now to be like, oh, if we put something else out, that's going to hit higher numbers, you know? Um, yeah. So, we'll have to see. But yeah, it's good to hear. That's good to hear. Um, I mean, I, I wanted to... Because there's a couple of things we've actually played this week. Um, I'll just yeah. finish off... I ju- just in terms of what I've been playing. I've actually been playing quite a lot of yeah. um, Breath of the Wild this week. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I keep going back and forth on it. it. It's really fun to play with Beth because it's like the only game that she like knows more about than i do <laughs> um yeah. so that's quite fun uh but it, it's like grown on me a bit recently as you, if you've like listened to us for a while you know i've been like quite critical of breath of the wild not in, like a bad way, like super bad way i just mean like like i generally don't feel it's at the level that a lot of people describe it but i've been having a really good time yeah. with it. so um i'm like coming towards the, the i've like got to the the end like um the final dungeon um in hyrule uh, but I'm just kind of like pissing about and getting more, doing more, uh, what are they called? Shrines. Shrines. Um, yeah. I will say the Koroks and the Korok puzzles in that game are absolutely quintuple-esque god tier. It's unbelievable. Like the fact that it's Goroks just... Goroks or Koroks? You mean Koroks, the yeah, you know, the little leafy boys. No, they're Goroks. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Koroks. Yeah, sorry. The little leafy boys. Um, who, by the way, I like... What's going on under their leaf? What are they? I, like, I what are they? <laughs> just type type in rule 34, Korok, and you'll probably find out. Is it 34? I don't know. I think it's 34. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's... um. I like, yeah, I've, like, I'm like really scared that I'm going to see one take off into leaf mass one day, and it's just going to be like, yeah! <laughs> Massive, like, alien face. God. What a anyway. awful thought. Yeah, I know. Anyway, um, simply because I love how they're done because like you just like are wandering around and every now and again you'll just see something and you'll be like mm. <laughs> Yeah, something's up. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. And you look around and it usually starts to click. But and I just think that like all of them are like that there's so much variety, um, and all of them are just so good. It's it's very different from a shrine where it's like, Oh look, I'm getting gonna go and do a puzzle now, whereas with a corridor yeah. thing, it's like you just stumble into it. You don't know if it is or it isn't. Yeah, it's kind of like weaved into the world a bit more, isn't it? Where shrines, That's you right. like go into a lift and you go underground and, you know, you have an entrance, you have an exit. But like, you know, a Korok little puzzle, you might actually just run by thinking it's nothing. Or like, yeah. and, and, and if you notice it, it makes you just feel better about it. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of know what you mean. And then there's so, been times where I've like done a Korok puzzle and then been like oh that's what that was like when i when yeah. i saw it like three hours ago um yeah like loads of stuff like that so so korok puzzles are triple s god tier and that's pretty much where i want i <laughs> and i won't accept anything less um but yeah having a good time with breath of the wild hmm. other than that we've been playing a bunch of like speed runners and we? we played a lot of speed runners as yeah ace game it's not on games pass but like it was on games with gold a while back so if you have that wow what a good time that is with four people um, yeah flawless netcode as well may i add like the game has no right to be as perform as well like online <laughs> that's true actually i i never actually thought about it but yeah we haven't really had any any hiccups or anything have we um it's it's a game pretty, is quite precise solid 
Like, yeah, you know yeah, exactly. I mean? Yeah, mm. yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Um. So shout out to speedrunners, you know, salute. Um. And then, <laughs> and then, and then it happened. <laughs> we we played Fortnite, ladies and gentlemen. Um, oh my god! I thought you were going to talk about the fact that we I went back on Halo, but yeah, it's coming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. The the big thing, and we're not like Fortnite haters here. Like we're not one of those people. We're not Fortnite lovers, but we're not Fortnite haters. You know, we're we're Fortnite no. like you know neutral. And I'm a bit I'm a bit skeptical of the I guess the broad community behind Fortnite, like it being predominantly <laughs> <Like> kids, <laughs> young kids jacked up on Red Bull or just like <laughs> Twitch streamers mm. trying to make it big and being toxic. But yeah, I I generally don't hate the game i never clicked with it but yeah i don't hate it for sure yeah but like, we were talking about that. i don't know if you were there but i think we, we were talking about this to like i think fortnite appeals to either like really young kids yeah. or it appeals to like a lot of older adults because it's quite a, it's kind of casual it's like quite a, quite a casual br like the shit that i saw on that game like and i'm sorry like if you're already familiar with fortnite then this isn't going to be like remotely entertaining to you but if you haven't played fortnite like if you want to laugh, if you want a good chuckle, like if you're feeling down, just boot the game up. Yeah. Like hit yes, like get me in, and then just look at what happens in the like waiting area. What's it called? Yeah. There's like a name for it. Before you go into the party, the, bus, yeah, you know? this like the lobby. The and just the look around, lobby. just try and take it all in without having a seizure. Yeah. It's, it's literally like it's a trip without needing to take drugs. Like you could be just dead <laughs> sober, so and you, you, you're just tri- you're just tripping, man. Like it's just, you just never know what you'll find. It's no, you don't. It's it's what, quite I'm, impressive just how many cosmetics and like, variety, yeah, stuff is in that game. Like it's mental. Like I just don't even. I don't even like, know how it's every, possible. Yeah, every time we booted into that like that lobby, one of us was like, "Come!" Like we all would say one after the other, "Come and have a look at this shit." I can't believe yeah. what's going on here. What the hell is this? Like you. There's like Peter Parker with wings. The Terminator's doing a demon laugh. There's an anime girl, with, you know, like doing some weird dance. What's going on? Yeah, it's it's on? weird. Yeah, and for whatever reason, <laughs> your account has like almost every skin in the oh. game, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I secretly so think weird. you're a massive Fortnite fan. Everyone's gaslighting you. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know what that's about. Yeah, so just for context, we booted the game up and I was like, oh, cool, I've got a load of like Marvel skins, like the red rarity ones. I don't know what that means. Quite rare, I guess, like an event or whatever. I had like yeah. Thor, Wolverine, She-Hulk, Iron Man, Doctor Doom, and a couple of others that I'm blanking on right now. Um, yeah. Like the full shabam. And everyone was like, I don't have them. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then the night went on and I checked like my presets, like the character presets, like the, the costumes and whatever. And I had, I had two Russian with like Russian names, like presets. And I was like, ten, man. "Hang on a moment!" And everyone was like, "Have you been hacked?" And I was like, "Ha ha! Oh, <laughs> maybe I have." Oh yeah. no! So like, I like went into my order history like really frantically to be like, "Has somebody just been buying shit on my account?" Not that I understand the motive behind buying it on my account, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm clean. But it was so like, why are there Russian named presets? It's why very, do I have Thor? I, yeah, I have no idea, man. But 
And you have like loads of like dances and shit, and it's just like you're like just Doctor Doom, just doing the most crazy dances in the lobby. And I was like, what what is happening? That's that's the funniest shit. Getting like a serious character and making them do like the the fucking like weird (laughs) Fortnite dances. Yeah, (laughs) it's It's like what am I looking at? It's just so (laughs) stupid, but it does put a smile on my face to get like. I think when you said Fortnite was a casual BR, I think. At the moment, it's a casual BR with the whole non-build, but I think people actually look at Fortnite as being pretty damn sweaty with with the building. Uh, it's very hard to get into, I guess. Yeah. Um, but as as it is now, if you want to pick Fortnite up and play the no-build mode and just just mong out, it's a very very casual BR. Like it's it's just super chill. There's like loads of vehicles and wacky items and. It's just tent. yeah yeah exactly and you could just kind of just do whatever you want it's, i just feel like it's kind of doesn't have any rules at the moment it's just everyone's just wandering around it, like headless chickens just it, it is pretty unfocused there's like npcs you finish a game and you're sat there like for five <laughs> full minutes like well done for pressing a well done for pressing b well done for jumping well done for sh-. and yeah. it like goes on and on you're like what is happening here? yeah but um, I, I, I can't deny I did I did have a little bit of fun on it. Um, you know, yeah, it was fun. I don't think I'd ever play it outside of like a a really casual just let's have a laugh with four people let's and get, fuck yeah. about. I wouldn't ever hop on solo or duos or anything like that. Like, and yeah, it still wasn't clicking with me too much. But it was a decent it was a decent bit of fun. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Okay. The other thing, of course, yeah, I wanted to, I did just want to touch, I mean, we're going to be coming back around to Halo, so, like, we can keep this short and brief, but, like, um, we obviously hop back on uh, to have a little bit of a go on the Tenrai event, and, you know, we played a bit, and, you know, I, I said to you that generally, I've had, I've played, like, one or two games, like, maybe, like, what, once a week, so I haven't been playing it much, but, like, generally the impression is, like, I go on, I play a couple of games, I'm like, man, this is really fun. Not really anything else to do, though, is there? And then I go on something else. And so, uh, the like, we played together for, like, a, a full, like, half an evening. I, yeah. We had a good time, but I didn't get the sense that we were rushing. You, well, you were rushing to, like, go back afterwards. So, so what was your experience playing at the end of Season 1? Halo Infinite. Yeah, I mean, I think you summed it up perfectly, to be honest. Like, I, I had the, the exact same feelings. I mean, for me, I'm still chasing some of the Tenrai stuff, but... I mean, it's, you know, I'm in no rush to log on and get it. I'm not that fast, to be brutally honest. Um, and yeah, man, it's it's super crispy. It's super great. You know, I hopped on. I got some perfects with like a commando. And I was just like beating people's heads in, abusing the, 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 uh, the what's it called? The mauler? The mangler. The mangler. That's it. Uh, yeah, I was just just <laughs> abusing the the mangler pre uh, pre nerf, um, and yeah, just just having a good time, man. It's super crispy. It feels great, but yeah, like for for me, it was probably a little bit longer than two games because I had to get back into the swing of it, and I was away for I've been away for longer than you. But yeah, sure, five six games later, I was kind of just like, if it, if anyone suggests another game, I I will play it. <laughs> you know, like I don't <laughs> yeah. have to stay on this. Um, that's right and uh and yeah but it was it, you know it's great i can't complain yeah it's fine yeah we're, 
we will come back round to this conversation, you know, and I think that, that that is an important takeaway though, as we go into the conversation in a bit later. So genuinely, yeah. genuinely like you log on and you play and you're like, holy shit, this was great. This is yeah. hella fun. And then you finish the game, boot back to the lob and you're like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> like, like there's no yeah. stats to look at. There's no like level up. There's no battle pass. Like there's just no, and like events are fine. Like they provide you a bit of short term, like drive, but I don't think they work well as a long-term hook. It's more like it amplifies your current excitement. Do you know what I mean? Like it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and we're not like massive, like ranked grinders either. Like I get that ranked can fill that, that role for a lot of people to just get to Onyx or whatever it's called. Um, but we're not like huge on that. We've done it in the past on other games like Apex. Um, but like, and especially on Halo, we would we don't have like a solid core four either. So I don't think we'd ever just be like, we're hitting Onyx this season, you know, unless we have a committed four you, four player. You core. can you can go into a duo queue. To be fair, not that it's two v two, but two. Oh, it just uh, matches you up with people queuing in twos. Yeah, the max size yeah. is two. Is that right? Have I okay. said that right? I think it, I think that is right. You can it's a, it's a solos yeah. or duos queue, but yeah. the max. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But I'm I'm um, with you. Like. I'm I'm not opposed to the idea of trying to go for ranked, but by the time that we had, like, like we were thinking, you know, we got to the end of the battle pass, I played the game loads. The idea of then grinding for ranked is like, ah, oh, like I've already seen enough of this, of like this same yeah. stuff, and like, there's less maps in ranked, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, you know, you can't fault it. It's one hundred percent one of the most crispy if not the crispiest fps i've ever played uh it's yeah. it's really unparalleled in that it's just it's just lacking depth you know just it just more. it just it just doesn't it doesn't get its hooks in me to just stay on yeah. game after game um you know and you can say the same about apex i've reached max level all that sort of thing but it's different because it's br every time you drop it's different it's different loot you know you you, you kind of you make the best out of like a hand you're dealt in, in apex and it can be different each time but obviously halo is you know it's, pre- it's arena you know predetermined loadouts you know same spawns all that sort of stuff it's it's just it's not quite as randomized in that in that yeah, way absolutely but but yeah absolutely absolutely yeah okay yeah well i mean that that was um it's good to sort of catch up on that and see see where you're at with that um but i mean obviously uh i mean the halo season two launch is just like under, i think it's like nine days away as of recording it's the 25th now it mm-hmm. comes out the third um so just over a week um so we'll have to see um we'll have to see how we feel when that starts i, I imagine we'll feel a lot better uh but as a, yeah we'll shelf this uh for, for when we come back around to the, to the main story so yeah what time are we on 26 hmm. yeah oh there's something i wanted to there's something i wanted to bring up um and I probably wouldn't uh, if there wasn't if it wasn't quite a slow news week. But I wanted to just like bring up this thing that's now happening with Elden Ring, and this dialogue that's developing around Elden Ring. Um, okay. That is honestly starting to just annoy me. It's getting a bit obnoxious, and I don't mean like. Uh, and the conversation I'm thinking of, and I'm sure you've seen it, is like a thousand videos from the same type of YouTubers. What, uh, what all devs could learn from Elden Ring. 
what Elden Ring gets right that everyone else gets wrong. And it's like, like this same sort of uh, like condescending kind of uh, like approach of like Elden Ring being this like revolutionary piece of yeah. transmedia that that makes every other game irrelevant ever. And it's really I mean, just, it's getting obnoxious and it's just annoying me a bit now. Yeah, I mean, I immediately, I mean, I haven't, I don't get caught up quite in the uh, the Twitterverse like maybe you do in this sort of stuff and social media, but like immediately just you saying this has triggered me because not like, no, not every game needs to be like that. Otherwise, we're just going to have the same games. Like, <laughs> let games be different. People enjoy different things. People love the Assassin's Creed formula just because you don't. You know, there's no reason for every game to be exactly like Elden Ring. Some people like to open up their map and have a 50 billion checkpoints and objectives and, and like, towers to take over and all that sort of thing. You know, the Ubisoft formula. You know, their games sell well for a reason. There's a, t- there's a crap ton of content in them and they appeal to a lot of casual people. Um, you know, Elden Ring is not really a casual game. You know, if you right. give Elden Ring to a player that's a huge Assassin's Creed fan, buys Assassin's Creed every year and 100% them, they, they're probably not going to like Elden Ring that much or nearly as much as you. So, like, no. There's no reason to chastise other developers to, you know, make their game the same as Elden Ring. Let everyone develop in their own style. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's that's obviously, like, we're on record. Like, of, like Elden Ring is amazing, no doubts about it. Um... But the like, there are lots of uh, the sort of oh, like I don't even know where to begin because there's like like there's a couple of like main things that I think is like a real problem with this attitude. Um, one being, I think that I'm finding a lot of the people, and this isn't just a Twitter thing. Like, yes, like I I like try to go on Twitter a bit more to like engage you, the lovely listener, and like other people. Um, but these sort, of, I'm finding that that. A lot of the people who are making these videos haven't... This is their first Souls game. Yes. And Elden Ring is a very, like, evolutionary game, right? It's not like a rev... I, I don't feel like it's a revolutionary game. I don't know what I would consider a revolutionary game, so I'm not even going to try and define that. But mm. it does... It takes the Souls formula and makes it open world. But that is literally it. Those things work together beautifully, and they execute it beautifully. But... So, so when people are playing these games, like for the first, and it's not even like that Souls is the first game to, like, loads of games that I've played before follow this sort of principle of, like, you know, less handholdy, uh, story comes second to, to, like, gameplay and discovery and exploration. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, this is not the first game to follow those sorts of principles that I've played. And so when I see people, like, saying, like, making these points about Elden Ring, it is a bit annoying because it's like, this has been around for a while. Like it comes in short supply because it's hard to pull off. Like I think, and it's quite experimental, but also mm-hmm. the type of person to make this is like, tends to be a content creator who's like really burnt out and like spends, like makes three videos a week about modern gaming and how they hate everything. Um, like this is the sort of person who games for a living. <laughs> and it's like, well, of course you like Elden Ring because the game is designed to play for a hundred hours and like, you know, it doesn't hold your hand at all. Um, like this, this sort of game appeal is time intensive and that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's not a problem at all. But like, if, 
that is why it appeals to reviewers arguably it's why it appeals yeah. to content creators you know it's why it appeals to us like it's a time intensive game that when we prioritize gaming as a hobby for people who don't it you get less out of it it's not that it's not there it's just that you get less out of it so when we're having this conversation just like you said of of like what everyone needs to start doing that Elden Ring does it's like I mean, I, I agree there's probably some things that can be learned from the success of Elden Ring, but somebody who has less time appreciates the old school style of open world RPG where there are map markers and there are there are there are this and that, you know. I don't know. I ultimately it always comes down to this idea of like black and white thinking and there's like no continuum, you know, of like no handhold and total handhold. And you know, if, yeah. if Elden Ring is over a hundred, and Ubisoft or whatever Assassin's Creed is down at zero, there, there's a there's a middle ground where games can operate. Um, yeah. So it's, it's this like you know bowing down to Elden Ring as if it's like the first time this has ever happened, like totally changed everything, and every game should follow its path. That that is been <laughs> annoying me, <laughs> but I, I'm glad you kind of see it that way a little bit as well. Oh yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I mean, it, it even happens. It literally in my own home like i play it i play Elden ring i haven't blitzed it like i'm playing a, a, like a lot of other stuff i still haven't even completed it but like it happens in my own home like my brother also has Elden ring but my brother you know he obviously works full-time he's got a kid all that sort of stuff <clears throat> he has made little to no progress i think he's only he's just beaten like market you know and he's had it since launch you know because and he he says to me it's just like it can feel like an ordeal and like a chore sometimes to log on and figure stuff out and make progress. You know, he just doesn't really have the time to do that sort of thing. Um, and that's because of the formula that Elden Ring is, you know, so sometimes you can just boot it up, play for like 15 minutes and then just die. All your progress is gone. And then, you know, he's only on for like an hour session or something and he's found he's, he hasn't made any progress and it's quite an unsatisfying gaming session for him, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree and I, I see it firsthand all the time. So yeah. Yeah. And it, it it's really this sort of smugness of like, oh, you know, to discover it by yourself is just so rewarding. And it's like like For come you. on, like there is there is a continuum here. Like, yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, it took me three thousand hours to find this pig, and boy yeah. was it rewarding. Great, dude. Like, Fantastic. enjoy it. <laughs> That's also 3,000 hours and you do like 16 hours a day. So, you know, for someone who has to spend that long and they only have like two hours a day, maybe spare, it's going to take them freaking years to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, you know, I, like I said, th- there is probably something neat to be taken away of like, you know, of a game. And, and, you know, the Souls games do that very differently in that they intentionally do not put their story first. Like sometimes you, we play games and we're like, oh, I play it for the gameplay. Like the story is still up front, but we play it for the gameplay, you know, like, because the story is generally like fine. You're like Borderlands, Borderlands. is an example. Yeah. yeah. Right. The story is there. They try and cram it. Like I'm doing these side quests and I'm like ignoring them for the most part. I just want to shoot yeah. stuff. I don't it's it's there. Hunter. It's in my face. But for us, yeah, exactly. Right. But it, it comes second. Elden Ring is like, no, story doesn't come first. Like, exploration, traversal, all of that is coming first. Story is coming second. And it's not like that comes without its downsides, like it does. Um, you know, I I had to watch videos to fully understand what was going on in Elden Ring. And I read quite a lot, like, of the items, I felt. 
So I don't feel like yeah. it's all perfect. It still comes together really well in a really well cohesive experience. Um, but yeah, that that's just the point, is that I think it appeals to a particular gamer, and that particular gamer is likely to be the one who has a lot of time, likely to be a content creator, and so that, you know, if we could maybe wind it down a little bit on the smugness and the condescending attitudes towards other franchises, that'd be great. <laughs> let us know what you think in the comments uh and if you enjoyed the show so far uh that we'd really appreciate if you could hit uh like maybe even subscribe if you want to stick around before we get into the honorable mentions and the news god that's i know i know like and subscribe i know i know i forgot i forgot about that for 50 episodes (laughs) so here we are (laughs) Um, yeah shit dude okay right let's have have a look at the honorable mentions then we'll swing through them um jason momo is in a minecraft movie Oh God! Really? <laughs> How? <laughs> They're gonna block and fight him. Maybe. I assume it's not live action. I'm assuming he's just voicing like an animal. I you know what? I I don't know. I don't know. How would they do live action? They're not gonna just like movie? plop him into a blocky world, like similar to how like they did the Monster Hunter movie, where they just transported oh, like God. Marines. It, imagine he just like walks through a portal and he's just in a cube. Yeah, so, oh, everything's blocky. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Oh god, dude, that'd be. No, they can't. I, I think that would it's... be the worst movie <laughs> ever made. <laughs> yeah, it must. It must be animated. Yeah, but I remember. I remember seeing the article. I really should have kept the link. But I remember everyone being like, "Why?" <laughs> like, I'd yeah. Um Yeah. And yeah. there was something I. I can't remember, while we're on the topic of movies, there was something about Dwayne Johnson this week. Producing something, maybe? Producing a TV uh, a, about a game? Let me have a look. What's he cooking? Uh, uh, <laughs> I just literally just typed in Dwayne. Uh, produ- <laughs> producing. Uh, Come Dwayne on, buddy. John. Come on, buddy. Every second that passes is burning. Yeah, I know. Just go into other honourable <laughs> mentions while I do this. Don't just... Okay. Come on. I just remember it being... Whatever it was, it was kind of weird. I can't remember what it was. He was, he was producing, like, a game TV show. Okay, Dwayne okay. was in that 70s... No. 70s show? No. Was he in that? No way. Apparently. <laughs> oh, to produce a film on a popular video game? Yes, that's yeah, the one. Let's go okay, on this. let's go on this. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, another reeling them in. to variety. Uh, um, let's produce for it takes two. It uh, takes two. That's it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So he's, he's doing a film. He's producing a film adaptation yeah. of it takes two. Yeah. Why? That's funny. <laughs> I don't know. Just why it's not? Happening, yeah? dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always fun there has been like this really slow like over the last 10 five years maybe of like slow the lead of like big celebrities getting involved in video game movies and every time we're like you're gonna lose a lot of money <laughs> yeah unless you're sonic you're gonna lose a lot of money um i think yeah i think that there was that that ready player one i think did all right and that wasn't bad i watched it it was okay Really? Um, okay. It was okay. It was fine. It was better than like Free Guy. <laughs> and, oh my um, fuck! Don't get me started. I mean, Free Guy. It made me chuckle a little bit in the first half, but the second half of that movie made me want to gouge my eyes out. I, I hated. Um, I hated that movie. <laughs> I hated that movie. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying I hated it, but it, it wasn't. <laughs> I hated good. it. It it wasn't. It wasn't great. Um, and then yeah, and then Sonic. Sonic is a good example because that I genuinely enjoyed the first one. I haven't seen the second one, but yeah, I I, I did. Quite I, I, I haven't actually. seen them either, but I've heard they're I've heard they're actually pretty good. Yeah, um, that was good. Oh, a quick shout out as well, because um, I'm still going. Halo episode five was really good. Oh wow! It's really good. It was really good. It was nice. like that was like proper Halo episode, like good action. Um, it was it's hot, man. It was really good. I'd recommend. Ooh. Very nice. Uh, Minecraft again. Back to Minecraft. Uh, season two, Luminous Night uh, just launched. New features, new adventure paths, new enemies and levels, emotes and more. If you're still playing Minecraft Dungeons. Sorry, Minecraft Dungeons, I should have made that clear. No. Are you right? Okay. Yeah, I was <laughs> really confused. So confused. I was like, that, none of that fits into Minecraft like, <laughs> as, as a game. My- <laughs> I need to screenshot your face there. You were so confused. <laughs> uh, it fits into minecraft dungeons sure but yeah, yeah. the base minecraft i was like how <laughs> i was like trying to piece it together yeah. oh, uh, it, it's crazy that game because like it's obviously on games pass but they like are shitting out dlc for it um i don't know how much of this is free but like, there's so much like if you want to buy the full up-to-date experience it will cost you like like it's like it's just not as much but there's like seven expansions already like you're looking at like forty quid, like thirty five quid. Yeah, there's so much now in that game. Jesus, nuts. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, whatever. Minecraft Dungeons fans rejoice. Uh, and this was breaking news. I think today um, in Activ- Activision Blizzard's uh, most recent earnings call, it was noted that Activision Blizzard and Microsoft's board of directors have approved the acquisition. So another step in the right. Well, another step in that direction. You know. The morality of it is up to you, I suppose. So it's still expected to close um, June 30th uh, next year, 2023, which is bloody a long time. Um, yeah. But there's, there's still a lot of FTC like investigation into the deal. So we'll have to see. So it's, like, it's every... one of a billion steps still to take. So yeah. It's, like, it's, yeah. By the time like Phil retires, when that day finally comes, dude's going to be like wrinkly as a raisin. Yeah. He's going to be on his <laughs> deathbed, just like, <laughs> the actor Blizz deal did this to me. Overwatch 2 exclusive. <laughs> yeah. It took my whole life. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. I I didn't originally have this as a main story, uh, but after some after MPD came out today, console sales and stuff, um I decided to make it a main story because there's been for the last 4 weeks According to VG charts, Xbox has been selling really well. Better than PlayStation well, by a fair margin. And VG charts are not official. Like, uh, everybody who follows this knows that Xbox stopped releasing sales figures around 2014, 2015, because they probably weren't doing well. Yeah. And they've kept it that way since, because it, honestly, it's like a lose-lose to start revealing them again. You know, there's just no point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they are rather go down the monthly active users route. So, VG Charts isn't that accurate, hence why I haven't really we haven't spoke about this. But MPD came out and kind of confirmed it a little bit. I don't know how much more accurate MPD is than VG Charts, but it corroborates it a little bit, and I feel like that's like worth talking about. So okay, and we have had 
similar conversations to this before, but given that, like, we haven't heard anything from Xbox since December when Halo launched. Like, it's it's coming to the end of April. Where gone. are you? <laughs> like, mm. why? Why is Xbox still selling really well? Uh, people are going to say, oh, it's because PS5 is in sh- 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 short play. We're going to say, oh, well, maybe it's because Series S is really appealing, but also uses different components. Uh, and then we kind of just get there. But And obviously Switch is still the Switch and sells like 100,000 more than anyone else every month. That console is crazy. Um, yeah. But I just I just wanted to touch base on this again with you on like, what do you think about this? Like the Series X, like at- SNS actually outselling PlayStation, if these numbers are to be believed, outselling PlayStation 5 now for a full month. In by the way, when PlayStation Five has had a pretty good, like last few months, like Gran Turismo yeah. just came out. Um, they just announced PS Plus. Before that, obviously we had Ratchet and Clank, um, and so there's something Horizon. else I'm missing. Uh, sorry, Horizon. Thank you. That's the biggest hit. Like that really surprises me, and I don't know if it's just luck that either that like a combination of short supply or Elden Ring. Like I don't know. What, what do you think? I just think it's down to the short supply. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't really think there's much to look into. I just think Series S is a, is available and PS5s aren't. Like, I mean, I've I've had stock alerts. Um, yeah, I have. Set, I have stock. I have stock alerts set up on my phone for PlayStation fives and stuff like that because at some point I will get one. And I mean, in the last week or two, I've had a decent amount of notifications. They've obviously got some stock back recently. Uh, it's been a few times I've almost bought one, but I've stopped myself because I don't need it. Um, but apart mm. from that, I haven't had any notifications for stock coming in at all for PS5s for months. And I genuinely just think it's down to that. I don't really think there's too much more to look into. Um, at least that's so my it's, opinion. But... So it's that thing of like, you think hypothetically, if there was like a load of store, a load of like. Um... Like, if both suppliers got a load of um, supply, uh, mm. like, tomorrow, you think the margin of PS5 would jump up quite considerably over Xbox, do you? Or do you well, think that Xbox uh, has genuinely won back mindshare? I think I think Xbox has genuinely won back um, a lot of people and got maybe some people to switch, regardless of stock issues. But, yeah, so I don't think PS5 would considerably beat it, but I think it would probably be ahead if there was a similar stock like there was there were no stock issues you know let's just go into a crazy hypothetical world (laughs) there are no stock issues everyone i do think it would probably be beating out especially in in these recent months where xbox is essentially just being flatlining and playstation actually releasing stuff (laughs) so um yeah i do i do think that would be the case yeah well, I, I I don't think it would be astronomical. I don't think it, they'd be stepping on us or anything like that. I just think it would be ahead. Yeah, yeah, I, I am inclined to agree. I I do think there's like I I think that probably is the primary reason there. But I, like I can't lie in that I think there's lots of little things that probably add up to that as well in terms of generally Xbox having some good momentum since the launch of the Series X and a year before that. Um, Games mm-hmm. Pass having a lot of momentum. Um, like Metacritic Publisher of the Year that came out last month. Everybody knows, has been saying for a few years now 
20 like 2022 2023 is when xbox is going to start kicking off like you know and sort of the accumulation of all the things xbox have done not just starting to take form but also starting to bleed into like the public consciousness of like oh shit like starfield is xbox exclusive like the next arcane game like from bethesda oh yeah that's right xbox acquired bethesda oh what's all this going on like with activision blizzard it was a big deal anyway but this deal is so noisy like do you know what i mean like they're in the news every day where for, for all the wrong reasons but like they're always yeah. in the news and i think that like has really accelerated how quickly that that news has spread so regardless of that like i think a lot of people now know oh like if i need to make an investment now for all these things like i i know where to go or at the very least like i xbox like i need to start taking seriously because they're gonna have a lot in the pipeline you know yeah 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 i i I definitely do think uh all that comes into play which was one of the reasons i specifically said um when i was just like oh yeah they would be ahead not by much (laughs) but they'd be ahead because i i do think it, it the margin wouldn't be quite the gap it has been because of all these things accumulating as you as you just said um But yeah, I, I again, I do think it comes back to a stock issue just from the fact that we are ahead. Xbox is ahead in in these in these months, um, yeah. In terms of sales, but yeah, a hundred percent, I agree with everything you said. Yeah, yeah, and and just for clarity as well, um, like like the estimated numbers, suppose like PlayStation Five based on those estimations has still sold more overall than the xbox series x and s it's only in these last few months that series x and s has started to outsell but supposedly the numbers are quite close like that's really the takeaway point here considering xbox one went from being like two and a half one you know uh, playstation to xbox was like two and a half to one in terms of sales ratios in like america and the uk like this is this is like a crazy change for for very little reason and that's like what all the things we talk about that's where those they start to come into play yeah so remains to be seen we'll see how it goes um but it all seems very interesting and it provides for some excellent waste of time drama on twitter (laughs) yeah um so yeah exactly uh next up uh on an xbox what on a recent xbox wire post uh they made a point to say that more ubisoft games are coming to games pass and this has been like a rumor for a while that ubisoft were getting a bit chummy with games pass um so I mean, I don't think this is a particularly big deal. It's like kind of cool. Not because they're Ubisoft games, but because of the games that they've chosen, which is Assassin's Creed Origins and For Honor Marching Fire Edition, which is presumably the latest edition of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they also closed out by saying something to the effect of, sorry, I don't have the exact wording in front of me, but um, expect to see more integration with Ubisoft Connect, um, which is their you know like the app where all their games are um so it doesn't seem like we're going to be getting a full ea play kind of you know yeah deal but yeah we might see ubisoft getting a bit chummier it's is ubisoft make the tom clancy games don't they yeah yeah Yeah, i'm surprised i didn't see they didn't throw in like breakpoint or something like that considering you know how poopy <laughs> it sold and, and didn't do great uh and and even valhalla i mean valhalla's been out for a while now why not give it another surge of life especially with its most recent dlc that's just come out you'd think 
there could be some upsell there. I'm surprised they threw in Origins over Valhalla, but mm. yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. And then there, there actually has, I don't have it in the notes, but there's, there's been a lot of speculation about um, Ubisoft having conversations about um, like sale value. And so people have, you know, that, you know, taking that to mean that like, oh, Ubisoft is like going to get acquired. Um, God. And I know, I mean, that's just mental, isn't it? And like, I, I don't know, you know, these things don't necessarily mean anything. I think from what I've heard, from what I've heard other people speak about, it's more that like after the Activision acquisition, everybody, like all the higher ups in these companies are like, oh, nothing's off the table now. Like you yeah. might as well get a, like a valuation sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it's just that that is a frightening world to think of like where, um, like, I mean, I doubt a Nintendo, but like a PlayStation acquires Ubisoft or like, or Xbox dips into Ubisoft as well. Like I would be shaking my head quite furiously if Xbox got another, like, I don't, I don't think that would, that sort of deal would be let through on top of on the back of Bethesda and like, it's just, that's just buying too much now. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There there has to be, (laughs) there has to be some market share for, for competitors and stuff like that because that's healthy that's what that's what keeps the industry going um so yeah i think that one would be a little bit sketch <laughs> yeah. i have to admit i just how weird it would be if nintendo were just like yeah or for ubisoft just assassin's creed or ours now had like yeah they've had like no affiliation <laughs> with them in the past like we have assassin's creed 3 on our switch so we thought why not we'll just <laughs> yeah we'll have, we'll have the rest i'll have the whole menu <laughs> It's yeah. just yeah, yeah. That that would be crazy. But uh, there are some, there are like so, genuinely some games that Ubisoft, like the ones that the games that Ubisoft like produce or make or publish that tend to have the biggest impact are the ones which are more like Nintendo like. And the most recent example I can think of is the um, fuck, uh, Phoenix Rising Gods and Monsters. What was it called? Was that yeah, right? yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, it's called something Phoenix Rising. Yeah. Like that one. That reviewed really well. Like that's like that was like a kind of a sleeper hit and then it was critically successful. I don't know how it did commercially. But like that came to Switch. Really... I think it like reviewed at like a like like uh low seventies. I wouldn't say nah. really well. Nah, it went into eight, really? I think. Uh, I think. Immortals Phoenix Rising. Here we go. Ah, there we go. That's of course called, uh, it Meta. used to be called gods and monsters or something that's why i'm getting confused yeah so for playstation 5 uh okay yeah 77 yeah and then for xbox series x 81 have a look on open critic okay so maybe, maybe like it's yeah like sort of top of yeah. top of 77 but no, nonetheless yeah. Yeah. yeah sort of in that range um where but a lot of people quite like that game um anyway yeah, yeah. that would be Weird, weirdo, weirdo word. 79. So just short of 80 on Open Critic. Shit. Gap in my knowledge! (laughs) (laughs) You're slacking, dude. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, I try to remember every Open Critic score, you know, (laughs) clearly. Um, All right, uh, let's move on. Um, There were some Games Pass additions, though I was a bit confused because we spoke about maybe it just hadn't been officially put onto the slate for Games Pass. But um, the Games Pass edition is coming up for the end of April, I assume. Um, there are a few things here. F1 2020, Need for Speed, Unsold, Search and Destroy. Um, 
Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. Oh, yeah, I love that one. It's, I'm, it's I'm, the, the game's based on me. <laughs> I'm Turnip Boy. Hi. Congratulations. Yeah. That's quite the, quite the uh, yeah. escalation. You've done well. You've good promotion. Uh, and then fun. Seven Days to Die. Seven Frames to Die, you mean? Seven Frames to Die. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Some of our friends loved that game like three longer, like five years ago, and we just can't figure out what sort of like hemorrhage they had to have come to that conclusion. Well, one of our friends liked it, and he likes the weirdest fucking shit. Like, you can give him a game that's literally created for him; he won't play it, but he'll he'll play something like this and love yeah. it. I don't I don't understand it, but yeah, to me, it looks kind of garbage. Um, never tried it, so I can't officially say it's garbage but now, is it a popular game i think it was quite popular on pc you know where you could actually run it better if you wanted to i just think the, the port over to consoles wasn't fantastic both in terms of performance and like controller scheme uh it's, it's kind of them. like if you were to like yeah it's kind of like if you were to play like pubg or rust or anything like that you know they're just better on pc um yeah but I still don't think it's like uh, I don't think it's a massive success even on PC. I just think it, it did better. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, and then obviously Bug Snacks. We spoke about that last week. Uh, you know, greatest Let's game go. to ever come. And I will, <laughs> I will actually. I'm not, I'm not even. Man. Yeah, I'm not even clowning. Like I think it looks hilarious, and I'm going to have to give like give it a go just because that name as well, like Bug Snacks, like that is just genius. <laughs> Oh, it's, um, a, it's, a, it's incredible. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> uh, okay. Big boy time. Uh, is it Halo time? Big boy Halo time. So, uh, unless you've been living under a rock um, this this week, you may have noticed 343 dropped a season two sort of roadmap, um, including more details. Well, the first they dropped a mode preview. Uh, there was a like a two-minute video, I think, they put on the channel with showing off the new modes and the three premier modes they're showing off are King of the Hill, Land Grab, and Last Spartan Standing. And then a couple of days, maybe a day later or something, they dropped like a little graphic which showed off um, the roadmap for the rest of Season 2. Yeah. Okay. We don't have to take anything in a particular order here. Tim? Let, let me hear it. Let it rip. Is... <laughs> It's Beyblade time. <laughs> right. So, is Land Grab a bit of a fake game mode? Is Land Grab what? just what the BTB one is, but for a rip? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You know, when you capture the three points and it flips and goes somewhere else. Um, no. Is that what that no. is? Because that's what I got from the trailer. I'm not, I couldn't figure out exactly what it was. But. No, it's not. It is its own game mode um, for Arena. Um, it's like a very... I don't, I don't want to say it's a variation of King of the Hill. I mean, it, it's a zone capture game mode. Like, it falls under that category. But the idea is, if I remember correctly, there's three neutral zones. But it says right here. At the start of the match, there are three neutral zones around the map. When the player captures a zone, it is locked and gives their team one point. When all zones are captured, there's an intermission before three more neutral zones spawn. The first team to score to 11 points wins. So it sounds quite similar, but just the way they do the scoring is different. But also the zones vanish. Yeah, yeah. So essentially in the BCB one... You have to capture all three to earn one point. But in this one, yeah. it's just an accumulation of every zone. So, like, you don't have to capture all three for a new one to spawn. You could capture two and the other team can capture one. But that just means you're two, one up, and then three more get spawned in. So, yeah. it's just the way they kind of, but like, the, the principles fairly similar right i mean um, i i think i think the in, the interesting thing is more that yeah it's more that because they disappear so you know if you secure one you get a point immediately and then that goes and now you're fighting over two and so now there's a yeah. struggle between two rather than three and then you get one and then you're fighting over the last one um and you, you i know, see i see what you mean yeah okay so i think yeah, i think that, that works in my head Right, yeah. So I think it works differently in the sense that you get dragged to different areas of the map depending on how well you're able to lock down particular areas. Um, True. Yeah. I mean, okay. like, yeah, I mean, it's hardly like a revolutionary mode. Um, it sounds interesting. Like, it's a spin on zone capture, I suppose. Um, I think that's going to be more fun than King of the Hill. King of the Hill in Halo, like, yeah. is weird to me. <laughs> King of the Hill in it's... Halo is... I don't think we've ever really been fans of that. It's just, It's just really spammy. Uh, and it's just you're just blowing up half the time at least that's my yeah. opinion of it yeah uh, it's just all you hear is the ching of grenades and then you die and then you run back in and it's rinse repeat really don't know how yeah. it's going to perform in halo infinite but that's how i experienced it in the past yeah no totally and i i get that that's kind of the point of the game where that you're holding out for as long as you can until you inevitably die and you're just trying to hold out longer than someone else can hold out in the ring and i i get that but yeah i don't know king of the hills never really clicked to me and um in halo so land grab sounds more my speed um i think it sounds like land grab sounds more interesting than um what's the other one in in halo like the 3.1 but you just gotta hold it for as long as you can uh just control in it uh, it's not called control it's called uh, control in destiny but uh what's it called yeah same control? principle yeah you, you know what i mean you've got a you hold you get points per second for sitting on yeah, zones yeah, yeah. um and mm-hmm. I think that can be. I, I don't have a problem with the game mode, I suppose, but I just, I just sound. I, I think this sounds more interesting. Land grab. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. And then last uh, spot on standing, which is arguably like the the feature mode for 
yeah. the season two release. So I'm excited do you, for that. Do you, yeah, do you, well, like, have you read yeah. this, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of essentially just, well, I was going to say it's essentially Search and Destroy, but it's not. It's, it's free-for-all, isn't it? Um, it's baby Battle Royale. <laughs> it's baby yeah, free-for-all like, Battle Royale. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, you all spawn in, it's free-for-all, you die, you're knocked out, and it's just a case of, I guess, accumulating as many kills as you can in, in the round and potentially being the last man standing. Because it's not a case well, of, like, sitting in a... I, I guess, does it count... Does it give you scores based on who you kill? No, you, I mean, you have five respawns. Oh, I see, I see. So it, it's not quite BR, like traditional BR. Like, yes, it's last, part, last person standing wins. Um, but this is the game mode where you, if you get kills, you can upgrade your weapon. And, you know, we spoke about, like, I messaged you before about, yeah. like, a kind of gun gamey yeah. kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, apparently you, you get a kill and then you can upgrade your weapon. Like, it doesn't happen to you. You just, like, I don't know what button it is, but you, like, can choose to swap between um, weapons uh, if you want to or don't want to. But, yeah, that's... Okay. That, that's Did you get and given, there is okay. a closing ring. Do you get given like a list of like potential weapon upgrades? Like you kill someone with a pistol and it's just like you give a BR or a commando and you like pick one. Yeah, I don't know actually. I don't know how it works. I don't know if there's like fixed ones that you go through or if it's like randomized. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Um But it sounds cool, man. I'm I'm completely on board. It's like it's like attrition, but not team based. You know, it's like a free for all experience. Um, yeah. But again, a little bit annoying because if I'm playing Halo, I'm going to be playing it with you or other people. So it's not exactly like that is pr- pretty annoying. But if I find myself queuing solo or we both just fancy playing it, it seems like a really fun game mode, to be fair. Yeah, so. and maybe they will add, like, make a teams version of this. Because I think, I think the concept is quite cool as well. Like the fact that it's on big team battle maps as well, I think adds a bit of freshness to it. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think it sounds good, but you know that that is kind of the focus of the season. It you know the season is called Lone Wolf, so that there is not surprises a free for all focus there. Yeah, um, and I guess let's let's just go over the variants of the other modes that they've said like that they're going to introduce before we sort of get onto the full roadmap and then all of that uh, that that whole debacle. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that there's going to be a bigger focus on time limited modes uh like rotating modes that come in and out you know very staple for for halo games that there's the usually a limited time mode available all the time uh they said they're adding rumble pit um which is permanent um which they've said is an eight player through for all playlist with a mashup of base modes uh, alongside variants with a twist and that'll be available on day one they also said they're going to be rotating in playlists like social skirmish social slayer team snipers team doubles and more throughout the season. Um, as for some of the new variants themselves, here are a few to chew on. We've got Ninja Slayer, which is uh, swords and grapple shots. We've nice. got Vampire Ball, which is oddball, except you're more powerful when you have the oddball. Um, it's a one-hit kill, and you have shield vampirism when you've got it. So you're like fighting for the ball for power rather than for the ball for defense if that makes sense <laughs> so like if you were to kill someone with it your shields just start regenerating automatically yeah yeah that's right okay that's cool yeah that actually sounds really fun i like that yeah i agree i agree and then the last one rocket repulsors infinite ammo rockets and repulsors <laughs> also sounds, sounds great yeah that also sounds really fun yeah it sounds like mayhem so 
what what are the overall thoughts on kind of the the mode additions here and you know the focus on variants and uh, everything else limited type modes uh yeah i mean they all sound pretty cool i mean what did you what did you say was in rumble pit again as a permanent what what modes go into that did it's you, like a mix a up no we don't it says um it's an eight player free for all playlist with a mashup of base modes uh along alongside variants with a twist okay i see all right it's kind of cool another free for all so focus I think- thing i guess for the season yeah, so I think some of those variants are the crazy ones that we read out there. I don't know if some of them will be available on standalone playlists or if those are all just Rumble Pit ones. I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. All right, that's interesting. Uh, I mean, yeah, they all sound pretty cool. Uh, immediately, uh, the one that jumps out to me is Team Doubles. Um, Team Doubles! Yeah, exactly. That um, we're, we're, we're getting there. We're almost at the, the old school multi-team days. Um, yeah that's right maybe maybe they'll clean out their ears eventually and hear the community it's not just us right i feel like multi-team is a is a was a big favorite from a lot of people right you know I, I don't know just... i don't see it asked for much um okay maybe it's just us. but I, I guess we'll be getting something similar to that with the certain affinity you know br like whatever they're doing mm-hmm. um yeah yeah true. that'll be reasonably close i imagine so yeah, because team team doubles would literally just be two v two, wouldn't it? It's not like two v two v two v two. I think so. Yeah, I think that yeah, is it's just it's just four players. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that jumps out to me as as immediately the best. But obviously, like team snipers is is really fun as well. Yeah, no doubt you're gonna run into some actually keynotes, and it probably won't be that fun. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. like I used to love SWAT. I played SWAT in Halo Infinite, and I just it's it's tough. It's rough out there. Um, yeah. So hit and miss. Yeah, exactly. It can be like really fun or it can be like a really infuriating experience. Um, So we'll have to see about that one. Uh, And then, yeah, all all, all the other ones sound really, really fun. So I'm actually quite excited uh, to see these rotate in and play these. Um, Yeah. Yeah. All all positives from me, really. Don't have a bad thing to say about that. Yeah, I agree. You know, they're obviously going to be testing out for different modes and how it's going to split the population and stuff. Yeah. yeah um yeah options are always great you know whatever you know i'm not like a massive um like i don't need there to be like a million game modes in halo um i mean i guess i like that there's a lot of variety but if i'm playing to play like usually i'm going to be playing slayer or i'm going to be playing double team i do like game Mm -hmm. like i do i do like objective game modes and, and that I guess that is like the difficulty that 3 for 3 were having when they didn't make Slayer its own playlist in that when we first started playing this game, we were like, man, it's so refreshing to play objective game modes. Yeah. But like, even like, as I just said, I don't know if I would ever like queue an oddball playlist or queue a domination playlist or a CT. Like, I don't know if I would do that. Like, I, li- I do like the idea of there just being a quick play playlist where it's like, chuck me into yeah. what I can get me quickest and I can have variety. Um, so I guess if that, that, if that quick play playlist is buffed with more maps and more modes then that would probably be my thing of choice for halo i think that's where it's excelled in yeah yeah i'd i'd have to agree um because yeah there's just something a bit more i less effort i guess involved in playing something like team slayer i I don't know if you're playing a competitive fps and stuff like that you know you're playing it for you know you want you should be putting effort in and you should be wanting that but like there's just something quite exhausting about a, 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 a match of Oddball over a match of Team Slayer. Like, Oddball yeah. can really feel 
I, I it can feel like a day at work like sometimes a match of handball. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm yeah. so tired afterwards. And and if you're not queuing with a full squad or whatever, it can be pretty infuriating to communicate with randos and and do that sort of thing. So I, I'm inclined to agree that more acceptable and game modes are just, you know, team slayer, really. But having more options is always nicer. And if you're in a bit of a loosey-goosey mood and you're just queuing with some mates, um, a, a, big, a big old rumble pit, playlist or a quick play playlist is is nice to have definitely yeah right and I, I think that's the big thing i think the most people who are like really wanted a slayer playlist are the ones who were like solo queuing or even duo queuing yeah. maybe like like i think objective game modes are at their best when you have people to talk to um yeah. that's i think why we had so much fun doing it because you can actually like speak and strategize etc etc exactly and that's fun yeah. rather than just shoot there go there you know um so, I mean, I guess before we get into the roadmap, I, I just want to appreciate those Spartan armors. Like, they're probably going to be in the background right now. Um, yeah. I mean, I think they look fucking awesome. I don't know about you, but like, <laughs> those like those cosmetics look sick. Those armors look so good. <laughs> they do look very, very nice. Uh, my favorite is probably the, sec- the second on the left. The green, green one. Green boy. Yeah, yeah, that looks really cool. There's just something really clean about his armor as well. Just like everything's like straight and like yeah. angular. You know, it's no, there's no like just like it's just nice to look at. Like regardless, yeah. of, green's my favorite color. Yeah, sure, but like regardless of that. Um, but they all look really cool. The one actually taking center stage is probably my least favorite. I think he looks really cool. He I looks think weird. It's okay. It's it's gelling with me. It kind of looks like he put it together from junk in his garage. <laughs> yeah, from the junkyard. And it, yeah. yeah, and it looks a bit fallouty, a little bit, kind of getting yeah, some fallout vibes from it. But like, nah. I mean, out of all of them, I think it's pretty my least favorite, and it's taking center stage, which is quite funny. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but they've they, got those cool back. skulls. There's the shoulder pads as well. The the, the elite uh, shoulder yeah, pads we spoke that, about. That's definitely the coolest part of it. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and that, that reminds me actually as well because the the fracture is due to start like a week after the season two launches, which is obviously. Did you see it in like in the trailer? It's like the Fallout looking like minor suit, like it's very industrial. Like that's, yeah. Um. So that that will be the new one instead of the the samurai one. I don't actually know how long they're doing it for. If there's like another six weeks, or like I, I don't know. Um, yeah. As long as they sure just have thought about it not being fucking fiesta again like that was the biggest problem like six weeks of that was just too much yes yeah i agree yeah um, so but yeah no these these, these arm cores look crispy um i think we're well, not armor cores i guess these would fit on do, do do we know if they fit onto like a mark seven or a mark eight or i would assume that there is a i mark think it does three. say there is a new armor core like on the if you look on the roadmap on the bottom left um, I think it does say an armor core comes as part of the battle pass. Yeah, free armor core. Yeah. So I would assume that they're part of the lone wolf. They're all part of that. Armor core. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see more um, shaders as well in this one. Uh, I like shaders that are a bit more like, yeah, I guess kind of less dusty <laughs> and less. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know how how I want to call it. But a little bit more yeah. bright. I want to see more shaders, like the the green and the red on the left hand side that we can see from that image. That's what yeah, I want to see yeah. more of, like proper vibrant, clean ones. Um, 
you know, I think we have yeah. too much of, of the others already. But I, I think they're playing it very, very safe with a lot of these shaders and, and the visors as well. Like, like some of the visors are like quite outlandish, and a lot of them are just like a very slight variation of green. And it's like, mm-hmm. who's who wants that? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's multiplayer. Like, sure, it's not. Everyone knows it's kind of not canon, right? It's not in the campaign or anything like that. Just, I think you can be yeah. a bit crazy with it. Um, I mean, I th- like supposedly that, like that supposedly everything. The only thing that's not canon is the fractures. So that's probably why, because they're scared of making people. Oh, angry. okay. <laughs> right. okay. Um, I guess. Um, I mean, personally, I don't mind if it looks cool. It looks cool. I'm not going to just be like, "This never existed in the USNCC." So course. fucking, yeah. you know. Like, but I guess there are some. It's the Halo community after all. So mm, yeah, exactly. Who knows? Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, and I'm, I think it's. I'm, like- I'm excited to chase these. Yeah, I, I also think it's okay that the cosmetics do focus on like a sleeker, more grounded military look. I think that's okay, um, yeah. but as long as there's variety within that, um, which I don't think they've quite hit their stride with yet. So, I mean, we'll see. A lot of this stuff does look, there is some standout stuff there. Um, so we'll just have to see how the battle pass goes. Um, we'll have to see what's on the battle pass. You know, mm-hmm. um, I wonder, I'm wondering what level 100 is going to be. You know, we're going to have like another set of armor effects or, you know, um, he, I I we could have you. some really cool stuff. I think you'd like you'd like to think that the end will be armor effects. That that is the penultimate thing for a lot of people. Um, Maybe it'd be. I mean, I guess they'll show off the battle pass quite soon, right? If it's coming out in literally like less than two weeks, you know, probably we'll probably week. see the battle pass this time next week. Yeah, we'll probably be talking about it on the next next podcast. I um, think so. Um, but but yeah. But we know, like, I, I, I don't think I said this on the podcast, but we, I think we spoke about this off air. Like, um, people have found strings, like, in the code uh, to suggest that there's, like, intro animations coming as well. Like, the little intro uh, animations you do at the beginning of a game before the visor zoom and that fucking wicked music swings in and you, you run off. Yeah. Um, which is great. So maybe some of them will be in the Battle Pass as well. You know, I imagine we'll have stances. We know there's going to be credits. Um, yeah. Etc. 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 Yeah. So all great additions. I'd love to see all those, all those things. Um, Absolutely. And and yeah, yeah, all looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, anything so else go. you wanted to touch on before the big bombshell, the big thing that we all hate about this roadmap? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess there is. Um, yeah. I guess we'll keep it positive while we can. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, um, we've got campaign uh, network. Hello campaign network co-op <laughs> lined up for late august um which is probably like a bit later than people were thinking um uh but i think that'll be great i'm like ready to play that campaign with you when that happens yeah um so. hopefully like it's done properly uh i don't know if we'll just have four chiefs or whatever but you know we'll, we'll have to see um We've got campaign mission replay also coming in August, which is like again really late for like such a simple thing. But it's not like the end of the world. Um, but it's ju- it's just because you miss there are some missions which are um, you can't replay and there are like skulls in them. Like that's all it is. Um, yeah. So, yeah. You, so you'd have to start again if you wanted to get them. Um, they've got a forge open beta coming in September, which is like generally the consensus is that's earlier than people were expecting which is great. Um, they were going to do flighting, but they've said that they, they've, they are, they've been making good progress with it. So they're going to forego the fighting at uh, the flighting and just get it into players hands. So I think it's meant to be a bit of a handshake of like, 
start developing some shit <laughs> while we do yeah. our shit. So you can publish some stuff out and we'll, we'll cater or no, we'll uh, pop that into the game. Um, yeah. It's a nice touch. Various quality various quality of life improvements and what i will say probably is the biggest surprise here which honestly there's been radio silence about because there's been so much negativity as well that nobody's really speaking about this is that there are narrative events as you like you uh at the top box uh, on the right there uh with the first one starting on the launch of uh season two called interference uh lasting for two weeks by the looks of it i don't know what that means when it says lasting two weeks presumably it's just an event. I don't know if mm. it, that means it will go. Um, I also don't, we don't know if it's like a, just a single player thing. We know it's like a multiplayer, like you take your multiplayer Spartan into a mission, sort of like that's presumably what they're going for. And we know that 343 have wanted to focus on having this multi, like evolving multiplayer story where you can take your Spartan to do sh- to do stuff. Hopefully yeah. there's like a co-op thing there. That'd be awesome. But I can't say I'm too confident. Yeah if they haven't sorted out for co- uh, for the campaign yet, but we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. And then they've got the second one starting in, sorry, does that say July? What's the date there? Mine's too blurry. Uh, what, what were you looking at? Alpha pack. Alpha uh, pack yeah, July one? July 19th to August 1st. Okay. And that's the second narrative event. Like I said, nobody's speaking yeah. about it. Maybe, maybe it is in part because we actually don't know that much about it. Um, but... Yeah, no, we, nobody. I don't think anybody was expecting to have some like narrative content. Um, so th- this is cool. I'm excited to, to try that as well and see what that's about and what that means. You know, um, so yeah, thoughts on the narrative events before we move on. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I so how is it exactly going to work then? So it's like your multiplayer Spartan, and are you queuing it into like an off? Is it an offline like mission? Almost, I think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's like a PvP thing, if that's what you're asking. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like a okay. campaign mission, uh, but like in oh. yeah, for different Spartans. Okay, that'd be quite interesting. Yeah, it, it'd, it'd be interesting to see what kind of direction they take it in, and what kind of like story they go with or threats they go with, considering there's no emotional tie to a main character like Chief or anything like that, is there? So it's like, yeah. Um, they don't want to use up any big villains or any big threats because they might want to use that for an actual game, you know. So it might yeah. it might actually be quite shallow, quite hollow, because there's not much character behind it in that sense. But mm. it definitely sounds interesting. I'll take any form of new content that comes my way in in Halo Infinite, you know, especially mm. in terms of um, narrative, you know. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, I think there's always been space for like a create your own Spartan like single player thing in Halo. So, you know, yeah. I'm glad that we are kind of getting that. Uh, we'll have to see how it obviously not just how the quality is, but how it like actually works, like what they're actually going for here. Um Yeah. But yeah, definitely excited to see more. So I mean we'll probably hear more about that uh, next few weeks as well, Battle Pass and um narrative events. Um, yeah. yeah. And here we go. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's now, fine. We've been really positive. We've yeah. got all the positivity out of the way. Everyone's happy, and now, yeah. now we just whack out their knees with the lead pipe. <laughs> yeah, and, and you if want it, to do like, the others. Yeah, because I mean, if you if you haven't seen this graphic already, you might notice it says May the second, no third, and then it says November the seventh. Mm-hmm. By I my count, that. <laughs> yeah. That's six months. 
and that is a big old big old rip <laughs> big old rip yeah i mean i think um, again leaning over to the more positive side of things i think there's a there looks like there's aside from the base game obviously season one came with the base game it was so much content but like in terms of like specifically talking about what we got as a packet in season one and what we're getting as a packet in season two there looks like there is more here in season two um to chew on over the six month period but yes as as a six month another six month season fucking sucks um yeah you know essentially if things have gone according to plan or uh, in terms of development time, uh, maybe not releasing it early or anything like that, we could by the end of this we could have had four seasons. Instead, we're getting two. You know, um, and that that's a big old rip. And I'm sure it was a tough pill for them to swallow as well. But yeah, yeah, without a doubt, um, it's uh, there's no way to sugarcoat it. That is not good. Yeah, that is not good. Um, considering the how the population of the game has has been waning, I mean, there's a lot of conversation. I think there's a lot of engagement and interest, and you know, really, I think what will be a big, what everybody, what everybody will keep in their eye on, as if they aren't already, is how the numbers fare when season two starts. Because what I'm anticipating, the general vo- feeling I'm getting from a lot of the community that that aren't toxic little goblins are that they're excited to like play season two they're excited to play season two yeah they just don't think they're gonna stay around for ages and ages and ages um exactly and that's like i think generally how all of us are feeling in you know their halo broke records when it came out and like yeah you can put that down to the it being free to play you can put it down to the good gameplay or somewhere in the middle people liked what they played people played a lot of the game in season one it's just that nothing happened for so long um, yeah. other than like you know an event here or there um and you know and then it got bogged down with like some like kind of bad challenges along the way and you know yeah, yeah it's just that that hook other than the gameplay just wasn't there eventually and i think the initial reaction to seeing there and being another six month season is that that's going to happen again um i think i think potentially even worse as well because like people have already experienced this this season one uh fatigue of not of you know the the content not lasting the time period right so they, they've already experienced this and they're seeing it happen again i think you know it's like it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy you know that it will happen again and potentially quicker um as well because of because yeah. of, of what's already happened so yeah, you can find the drop off might might even be even earlier. Might even be like everyone just blitzes it for like a month and then they're gone for five months instead of the 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 fifty fifty split season one had or something. Exactly, um, exactly. Um, and and it's it's a damn shame. Like ultimately, it's a damn shame because I remember everyone was so happy. I was so happy. You know, I felt like a a new person when Halo came out and everyone was actually happy with the game. I can believe it. Um, and just slowly, time over time, that, that reputation has just gone again. It's like, oh, fucking all that work. You know, like a year delay, like winning back the goodwill, like uh, battle passes won't expire. We'll do this, we'll do that. Um, and it's just taken, you know, the department, you know, all of the departures of, of different people here and there, then Joseph Staten coming back in, you know, all of this to have a big success, a big splash, big, you know, and then all of it to just slowly fade away in six months. It's just it's just disheartening um yeah 
And you know, we spoke about this before, but like there is, it's always possible that there they could have more lined up, like you said, to inject into the season as it goes on. Mm. Um, And you know, there are quality of life changes and some mild balance changes coming on day one as well that I'm sure are going to impact the game. Um, It's still not huge, but maybe they're lining up some bigger changes for mid-season. But like when I'm looking at season two and I'm looking then I'm looking at season three on the right there. That's what I want now. Like, you know, there's a yeah. hundred tier battle pass, new maps, new modes, new sandbox items, like God, like yes. Like there's yeah. when I play when I play Apex and then you gun drops in, I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, cool. That's that's great. When something drops into Halo, it's like layers on layers on layers of how that changes things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. know what they're gonna add. I don't know if it like if it would just be a piece of equipment, if it would just be a weapon, if it would be both, like, you know. Well it's um, almost like it, it's it's essentially I bet I think a, a better comparison for Apex is is like new sandbox equipment, um, or just a new sandbox item coming into Halo. It's like essentially like the equivalent of like a new character in Apex. Like, yeah. you know, because that is layers on layers on layers in in Apex because it's how they affect all the other characters and work with all the other characters. So it's it's like it's like that sort of feeling, um, which is high. Like everyone yeah. like loves a new character drop in those sort of games and it will be a very similar feeling with just, yeah, a sandbox item in Halo for sure. Yeah, big agree, big agree. Um, and, and you know, just just the way that the game works and feels in terms of the physics, I think, is what makes that prospect very exciting as well. So, like, and and then Forge open beta, like we knew never, we knew that wasn't coming this soon anyway. But like, I'm looking, looking at that, like, man, like, like another gun would have gone such a long way. Like a piece of equipment yeah. would have gone such a long yeah. way. Bigger, some bigger balance changes. Like they are making some, but like there are still some weapons that I feel like need a bit of love. Whether it's disruptor, plasma pistol, um. Like the balancing is generally good. I mean, I don't know if that's. Yeah. So we'll have to see what they do with it. It wouldn't surprise me if this is play it, play it for a month. Hopefully, we can get some of our friends back into it to like hop into some arena and some BTB. Um, I haven't had any success in getting anyone into BTB when I suggested it the other day. Um, so <laughs> I don't know how successful that will be. Um, yeah. I just I I don't know. I just think like. Overall, the season looks great, and there's a lot. But what the two things that bum me out the most are obviously the six month season and two maps. Yeah, so that's that sucks. There's no way to sugarcoat it. Two maps fucking sucks. Like even if they're great, two is not enough for six and, months. Yeah, and two would be enough. fine for three months. It'd be fine yeah. for three months, not six. <laughs> two maps for six in for six months it's I, it's dreadful really really dreadful yeah. and they might be amazing and i might love them but i don't give a shit and i love three for three but that is poopy it's poopy. Yeah, it, <laughs> really yeah it's poopy it's big poopy and like it like when you put it in this context as well it means that come november the 7th so one day before the season three launch the game will have had one arena map for yeah. a one-year anniversary yeah and what like hello like what it's so bad and it's like i i get these maps are intricate and i i get that they're developed and like really like hardcore and heavily and you know it's not just like a map right a lot of thought goes into these but they're small as well like 
yeah, one map, one arena map for a one year anniversary is is it's, it's genuinely laughable. Like th- yeah. that's really really bad. Like yeah, and I love I this game, and I'm taking a big old dump on it right now because yeah. that sucks. That's right. That's right. It does suck. It does suck. There's no way around it. And and you know, like just just to read from the rest of the article, this is something the team is acutely aware of. Um, they so just a quote unquote. Um, we know we need to deliver more content and more features more quickly. Staying true to priority zero means that sometimes we need to slow down in order to stay healthy and move faster later. But we're also aggressively looking at ways to accelerate. Um, and that's there's obviously a big paragraph about Forge and how that will help with content creation, etc., etc. Um, mm-hmm. And then as we continue to improve and ramp up, please understand that all of us at three for three are fully committed to making Halo Infinite the best Halo experience ever. Indeed, the primary reason that we're extending season two is to give us time before shipping another season to fully address quality of life improvements based on the learnings from season one as well as other data and feedback we've collected Uh, alongside this they've also said that they intend to have monthly drop pods of quality of life updates in the seasons um you know they they're calling them quality of life updates we don't know what that means you know if it's something like oh a progression system's coming in july okay if it's something like oh here's like a big step forward on cross-core customization, something that a lot of people have been asking for. That's coming in September or August. Okay. You know, it doesn't sound like these are going to be content drops in the way of maps, but like some bigger quality of life changes actually could go quite a long way for this. Here's like a reinvention of the challenge system, right? You know, Um, where, or like match XP progression, you know, yada, yada. These could be a big deal. Um, Ultimately, I think it's something that, has a slow burn effect like nobody's coming back to halo for a progression system like i don't like you continue like that's not something that you know once you have momentum it keeps you going you don't come back to be like oh i'm a captain can't wait to get to the lieutenant like it's not yeah yeah you know? it just kind of happens as and when yeah as and when you're playing it that's um right. but yeah i don't know a lot of this stuff does it, it, it makes sense but it also does seem like a bit of a a, a cop out as well like uh, i don't know i don't really think well, they're just trying to soften the blow <laughs> yeah yeah i don't really think you need it like how slow are you guys really working like i appreciate that it probably is a lot of work but a year a year to get like a, a decent chunk of sandbox changes in and like an, a, a new weapon a new piece of equipment like that's that's really slow (laughs) like yeah i can appreciate people taking their time but it does it sounds like a bit of a cop out collecting data like all right how much data do you guys really fucking need come on well yeah i mean i think they've spoken about it before i mean the reason isn't because they're you know obviously they're not doing it they're not just taking their time out of laziness it's more that there's just a lot on the back end that they that they're sorting and they need to you know, a lot of the feedback that people gave day one, the, the very intense feedback, you know, just as a, a, you know, a reminder, like, we need progression, we need cross-core, this challenge system. So, like, th- this stuff is being, like, aggressively targeted, and they're probably thinking, if we start pumping content into the game, it's only going to make our life harder to rewrite all of that shit. So we need to get that shit right now, and then worry about yeah. content as second priority. Um yeah. That's and and you know there there are some like back end things that people complain about a lot you know there there is a little bit of decent here and there depending on who you ask, um, 
you know, and, and other things that, that they're definitely ironing out. But I mean, I'm full agreement. It's it's too slow, and I don't know why it feels like the team wasn't ready to go at launch. Mm. You know, um, and I've said before, you know, I've, I've I've said on previous episodes that live service games do this. They tend to launch, and it takes like a bit of time, like maybe six months, to get the first few seasons out. Like tighten the bolts, get listen to the community, and adjust. I remember Apex having the same thing, um, mm-hmm. but this is maybe a bit longer than most, especially when, you know, the game has been in development for a long time. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't Plus know. it's like yeah. a bigger studio. It's, it's like, they're bigger than Respawn, by quite they some margin. Studio. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. I, I don't know the inner workings. Like, it, I don't want to just shit on them, of course. But I just, yeah, I just feel like maybe you're right. Maybe it was a bit of a full start. It was a bit of a Mario Kart full start. They blew their engine, held down, accelerated yeah. too long. Yeah, that's right. And, and then, you know, people get into the conversation of like, oh, like, should the game have been delayed further? And like, I personally can't see the point in it of being delayed. Again, like the campaign was good to go. Like the, the multiplayer was yeah. good to go. Like the multiplayer was great. Everybody had a great time with that multiplayer for like a month or two. You know, it was everywhere. Like everyone was speaking about it. I remember people speaking yeah. about it at the Game Awards. It won the Player's Choice Award. Now, everybody was loving it. Um, it's just that they didn't have a lot of stuff ready to go to keep it supported. There were events and stuff. Like they did have some events for a fair bit, but then, um, yeah, it was everything else that started to become apparent that actually there's no, there's stuff isn't being addressed yeah. as quickly as we would like and not being pumped into the game as quickly. Um, they just released a honeymoon period, a honeymoon period game. Really, that's that's what yeah. they ended up releasing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Halo will be fine in the long run, as we, as everyone yeah. keeps saying. The bones here are really, truly some incredible bones. It's disheartening that it's taking this long to wind up, but you know, I think most people are okay with playing the game and then getting off it for a bit i think the main people the main thing people are scared about is that people are going to hop off this game and never come back to it um mm-hmm. and i think well people will come back to it i think people who yeah don't like halo won't <laughs> but i think people yeah. who do like will. you know so we'll have to see and, and you know that's ignoring the fact that this certain affinity mode is yet to be revealed that could be revealed this summer the Xbox, and that might align with mid-season season two. It might align with season three, and all of a sudden, actually, you've got a lot of momentum going again. Um, yeah, so we'll I can't imagine it coming in season two, but yeah, yeah, doubt maybe season three. Yeah, I, I, I would highly doubt it's a season two thing, but and yes, exactly. You yeah. got to stay positive. People will come back, like you said. People loved the actual the actual game itself, um, and that left an impression on people. You know, enough to always come back. So yeah. it's just a case of, you know, drop in, drop out. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, I like variety in my gaming. I don't, I don't want to, it, it sounds weird, but I, I don't want a game to be so good that it's the only game I play all the time forever. Like, you know, I know that kind of sounds well, weird, yeah. but. No, I think it is interesting. Like, so I was thinking about this and I won't go on about this too long, but like I, since I've like taken a step back from Apex a bit, um, and I've just been like kind of like doing some other stuff, playing a bit of Halo, yada, yada, yada. I like there's obviously because the cadence of Apex updates are like generally pretty good. 
Um, you know, three monthly seasons, like usually is something going on in mid-season. Having said that, usually when we look at the patch notes, we usually say, I was expecting more. But nonetheless, there is a cadence there. There's, there's a timely yeah. cadence and that's what's important. Um, when you're in that and you're like going from battle pass to battle pass, it's hard to stop because obviously you've financially committed to the battle pass. Um, but once you're out, it's harder to get back in because you're, mm-hmm. you know it to be a commitment. You're like, if I get back into this, then I feel like I'm not getting as much out of it by not buying the battle pass. But if I do buy the battle pass, then I have to like, I have to, I have to now commit my time to that. Um, yeah. Whereas I don't feel the same way, quite the same way about Halo at the moment because of, you know, battle passes don't expire. You know, like I'm okay with mm-hmm. jumping into this for a month and then putting it down. I wish, I wish it was more to like keep me going, but I don't feel like it's, you know, it's not the end of the world. You know? Yeah, yeah, agree, agree, hard agree. All right, so in summary, final thing from the blog post, um, just so we're all on the same page. In summary, we are committed to delivering more content faster. We will accelerate while prioritizing team health and you can expect quality of life improvements during seasons via drop pods and you can expect uh, more regular roadmap updates as our plans snap into sharper focus. So that's all we know for now. Bit of a bummer. Um, nonetheless, I'm excited for day one of season two, and that's where that's where our head should be at. I feel. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so as we're leaving or coming out sort of the back end of the tunnel of Halo, there is a little bit that came out just the other day, which was really really bizarre. Um, allegedly, Halo Infinite was being tested as a hero shooter at some point, like when they were in the pro deep in the prototyping phase. At some point, there was a camp that was making a Halo Infinite hero shooter. As in Halo Infinite will, would have been a hero shooter. Um, That's interesting. So just to like cap it off before we get into it, um, people were obviously spinning it, spinning this as like, oh, you know, 343 are like uh, devil, devil. <laughs> and they can't do anything oh, right. They're just, yeah. this is why we're not getting contact, you know, et cetera. Uh, but then, you know, some devs, previous devs chipped in and, and Jason Schreier, himself, this, this came from Jason Schreier. They both chipped in and said, oh, like it's not, like it was in the normal prototyping phase. Like it wasn't like this. I don't think this was anything to do with the reason why the game game's content has been so slow. Um, but nonetheless, I do, I am raising an eyebrow because I'm like, you went from Halo 4 to Halo 5 to then thinking that people would have wanted a, Halo Infinite Hero Shooter. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to say how long they actually spent on it, uh, thinking this could be a viable option. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely... I mean, it's interesting. I'll give you that. Yeah, but we're I, wouldn't quite be open-minded. Ha- I wouldn't be opposed to a Halo Hero Shooter. But fuck me, it wouldn't have been popular. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It, I was, I, that's exactly where I was leading to my point. Like, we're quite open to this sort of thing. Uh, that studio would have been burned to the ground that night. Yeah. Like, it genuinely would have been Molotov. It would have been bombed, airstriked, everything. Like, just it would yeah. rubble. It would be rubble. Holy hand grenade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. But hey ho. Yeah, uh, it's quite funny to think about though. If it, like, because I, I always thought about that with Reach when Reach was first announced when I, when I was a little baby brain, I was like, "Wow, it's so cool that there are these different Spartans with like different specializations." I think there's something to that, like like thematically, uh, but like as a mainline, as a like mainline entrance, oh, 
Yeah, well, I don't know. Definitely <laughs> that's not brave. But yeah, that's not not the reason. But it's just interesting that that, that happened to come out uh, just the other day. Yeah, it's quite interesting. All right then. So, final two stories for today. Uh, the first one is that uh, Diablo Immortal was um, officially what was it? Was it revealed? What, what have I said? It's re- yeah, officially revealed today. That this happened today. Time of recording. Oh, okay. 25th. Oh, wow. Um, we've obviously known about it, but it was like a gameplay reveal or whatever with a, like a release date. Um, so this is due to come. This is obviously Diablo Mobile. Um, due to come out on June the second, and as a big surprise, everyone was quite surprised that it's also coming out to PC. Um, nobody thought that was happening. So, actually, this has somehow turned into a positive story because obviously, this was wasn't this the game where they were like, "Don't you guys have phones?" That that was this game, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, it's getting a bit okay. of a, like an, an immogus treatment then, isn't it? Where it's like a mobile yes. game, but it gets PC port, but. At the end of the day, it's still got the structure and the bones of a mobile game. You're not going to have the depth of, of a previous mainline Diablo game. So, but yeah, it's you know, it's more positive, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> like, suppose. And like, just it. just as just to get a um, idea of kind of the impressions here, Skill Up um, retweeted uh, the, the official post uh, and said, "So pretty unexpected. This is coming to PC after all. Uh, very unexpected." Um, and th- for what it's worth, I played a small chunk of the mobile beta and was actually pretty impressed with it. Microtransactions weren't switched on back then, so I have no idea how bad they'll be. Guess we'll find out soon. So, yeah, it's Blizzard things, isn't yeah. it? Like Blizzard make yeah. really polished games. They make good games. Like we doubt them, but they make good. They make good and polished games. Um, they obviously got carried away by asking <laughs> like a crowd of upset people, "Do you have phones?" Uh, and yeah. like, hopefully aren't being too aggressive with the micro- microtransactions here. The mobile games just aren't popular with the core gamer. That, that's all it is. But, you know, if it's a good game, it's a good game. Uh, wonder if probably won't come to console. Can't imagine why it would with Diablo 4 on the horizon. Yeah, well, I think this will just be something we'll have to miss or play on our phones. After all, we all have phones. But, we do all um, have phones. He is right. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> Not right. I'm actually a phoneless person. Yeah, you can only contact me via via pigeon or loud loud shouting. By microchip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, microphone. Um, but yeah, no, it's you know, it's it's more positive than when it was previously announced. So good for them. Yeah, yeah good for them. They've managed to turn that round. Yeah, and if if it, if it reviews well, maybe they can um get a bit more bit more goodwill going because i mean regardless of how this does people are going to be very excited for diablo 4 um yeah this this could just strengthen that momentum if it lands well yeah all right final story for today so this this is like a big big old pinch and i had to find a way you know as i do i have to find a way to get starfield into each video Um, you do (laughs) um and so this is coming from skullsy skullsy is like a known leaker generally pretty good track record um i don't know if they have contacts or if they're just really good at collating information and making educated guesses people do that um but they recently made a video saying that they're fairly certain that bethesda is working on a standalone starfield mmo rpg right now and that the game will be set during the colony wars 20 years before the single player game takes place and apparently they have evidence to back this up that's weird. What the fuck is Starfield? Why is there two of them? <laughs> They're multiplying. 
This is so confusing. <laughs> this is so weird. Mm. I mean, I'm guessing it will come out. Obviously, it's coming out after Starfield. Mm. If it, if it's if it's literally only just been like leaked and they've been working on it and they haven't even bought it to the public eye yet in any way, shape or form. It's obviously coming out after. But it's weird. It's just it's just odd. Like, so how I mean, they obviously have faith in this in this new franchise they're building, this new IP. Fucking pumping yeah. out two games before one's even released. Jesus. Yeah. And I just just very quick disclaimer, they 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 have said that they, they don't know this as fact. They just have like, okay. evidence. Yeah. And corroborating corroborating information to suggest that this this is the case, and they did say I don't know why I haven't put the screenshot on the notes, but they did say that um, you might recall Zenimax Online are working on an unannounced AAA game. That's true, yeah. And they build it. They make MMOs. They do yeah. make MMOs. That could line up. Um, so that's the first takeaway that 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 could line up. That's feasible. Bethesda now have a history of making a mainline entry and a spin-off MMO version. Not to great success, but they do have a history of doing it. Whether it's Elder Scrolls Online or it's Fallout 76, you know, here we are. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, the second thing we can probably extrapolate is that, man, like, you must be very confident in this game and this IP. Like, this is a lot of investment into a title that nobody like they haven't even like i know they will have done like private behind uh, behind closed doors testing focus groups but like man that i imagine if it gets yeah. revealed and everyone's like this looks mid <laughs> and now and a cinemax yeah. are alive they're like <sighs> yeah everyone just starts immediately swaying um yeah it definitely shows a lot of faith in in their product um which i can only take as positive right now because I don't have their product. Um, That's but true. It's, it's, That's a good it's point, good. actually. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good it's a good thing. <laughs> so great. Yeah. I'll yeah, take great. It. Yeah, great. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's it's it, one of, like it's just one of those like many mysteries of like what is that studio working on? Um, and mm. I I think in many ways this does check out. Um, it does. Yeah. As soon as you said it, I was like yeah actually like i completely forgot about that but it does it does add up uh yeah and so on one hand it's like even though they haven't had immense success with the mmo space like maybe there are lessons learned there like this I'd could see, still I'd be four ESO years was, now yeah so it was pretty damn successful that's true yeah yeah so was successful like commercially i think it got reasonably mid reviews but like it has a following like the game is healthy very healthy loads of support yeah. oh my god yeah um so we'll have to see really it's hard to even visualize it because we still don't know what the game is we assume it's like you know fallouty and like is it gonna like does that mean that starfield online is just gonna be the same as starfield but with other people or is it gonna be like like as i can envision a starfield mmo where it's like um space strategy you know what i mean like either Either online. Is that what it's called? Okay. I, like, think I can so. imagine a game that's like in the Starfield universe with like MMO RPG, but it's like MMO strategy RPG. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Or it could just be like a better Star Trek online. Maybe. 
maybe because you know they they entered the space mmorpg area but yeah if it's done in a better universe and they know what they're doing maybe it could just be you know something like that you know a game like this yeah. does exist technically yeah 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 i mean yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I got Starfield yeah. in there. So <laughs> I'll uh I'll keep I'll keep them going. I mean I'm I'm desperate for this silence to be broken from Xbox. Any day now we're gonna get a, a blog post about the summer games Xbox show, it's gonna happen soon, and then they're gonna show us all the goods and I'm gonna be happy. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And that'll be a very, very nice episode of QRP as well. So yeah, I'll be, you're probably going to have to subscribe in advance for that one, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, and you obviously might just share with to. everyone you know. Obviously. Um, just off the top of my head. I just think it's yeah, just something that should be done, right? Yeah, yeah. Smash that like button, you know, all the rest. Um, okay, well, shall we Shall we get out of it? We should, we sh- yes, let's do it. Okay, all right. Well... Thanks for coming along today, Um, ladies and gents. um, We will catch you on the next one. Uh, Have a fantastic week. Uh, Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) I was was hoping something came, like an improv of the, oh, well, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.